Hello everybody and welcome back to the Track Limits podcast. Today we'll be talking about some news coming into the first round of the Formula One 2020 season. We'll be taking a look at Vettel and we'll be having a chat about the new Mercedes dual axis steering system. So stay tuned for that. We've got plenty of insights. Uh, I think uh, maybe we take a look at some of the stuff, uh, news coming into the weekend. So, uh, but before we even got back racing, um, Vettel has said that Ferrari didn't offer him a contract and that the team made the decision not to renew his contract uh, themselves and that he wasn't really consulted and that he did want to stay on, Um, which looking back at his original statement, he kind of said at the time that it was a mutual agreement. He said that they both realised there isn't a common desire to stay together. And that just suggested that there was a mutual kind of decision involved. But perhaps it sounds like Ferrari have axed him which may or may not be a good decision we will find out i'm sure but uh what do you guys think about the the vettel contract thing maybe binotto is not as truthful as we first thought we got it wrong we were saying oh he doesn't it's not an issue of money it's not an issue of his own performance or what leclerc could do it just sounds like ferrari didn't even give him the chance and he was surprised at that probably waiting until this moment to to break that news because it probably would have got lost had he not um or had he said it earlier on and uh yeah it's kind of left him sort of rudderless really in the formula one uh, formula one paddock he doesn't really have a place to go at the moment and uh sounds motivated but uh, obviously not enough to convince ferrari yeah i think it's um when he first came out and said it was a mutual thing. I think he was probably trying to think of the team and think of his potential new team, still showing he's a team player and trying to get that immediate contract. But now that nothing's happened for him, I think he's just being honest. He's got nothing to lose, really. If he gets a good performance this year, he'll get a contract, I'm sure. Although they'll need a better car for that. Um, some other stuff coming into the weekend. Uh, there's been a raft of new liveries. The Williams is now got rid of Rocket as its its main title sponsor, so there's no red on the car, there's no Rocket. Um, I think that Williams kind of looks better for it, to be honest. I mean, I, I was a fan of the red and blue and white, but I quite like just the, the blue and white thoughts. Yeah, I really love it. Synonymous to traditional Williams, or at least the Williams from Bruno Senna and Barrichello, I think that was a very pretty car. The early 2000s with the Josh's favourite, the walrus nose. Uh, that same kind of styling. Uh, I think it looks classier with the red as well. Yeah, it's a, it's definitely a smart looking car. Talking of smart looking cars, uh, I I must mention the Mercedes. Um, obviously, there's been a lot of changes going on in the world during uh, this, this coronavirus lockdown and, you know, Black Lives Matters comes to the forefront um, of everyone's minds as it should be. And Formula One has decided or they've they've come up with an initiative called Re- We Race As One. So it's their kind of pledge to increase diversity and inclusion within motorsport. And a lot of the teams have chosen to put the hashtag Re Race As One on their cars, uh, as well as hashtag End Racism. Mercedes have gone one step further. They've, they've shown their intent to strive for change with a brand new... Um, black base paint livery um i think it's quite stunning really uh definitely it's the prettiest car on the grid now it looks like darth vader it's just awesome yeah you could easily put the star wars theme over it and it'll be fine someone did put the star wars theme uh, someone on the club 100 chat or the bukc chat putting the star wars theme to it coming out of the pit on friday for the first time suits it yeah 
and watching the onboard with everything in black, the helmets and the suits and the gloves and everything, it's just, it's super stealth mode. It's, it's very, very striking. I, I like it's it. a really I good uh, message as well for Mercedes to, to show. They're obviously showing support for, obviously Hamilton's been at the forefront of a lot of the Formula One comments and uh, stances that, that, that have come out. And uh, yeah, for Mercedes to, to do that shows, shows a real depth of character for them. I think it sets a sets a pathway that other teams ought to maybe go down. Yeah, they've kind of gone down their own route in addition to what the F1 initiative has put forward. And like you say, I think that does send the right message. It's a good reminder for everyone every time they see that car that they're reminded of the issues that they want to talk about. So yeah, from from my end, it's it's it ticks all the boxes. It looks great and it sends the right message too. Okay, moving on. Coming into, well... Coming into Friday evening after practice one and practice two, it looked as though Mercedes had ominous pace in their car uh, and Red Bull filed a protest against the DAS system. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send this over to Josh. Could you explain why they protested, Josh? They've known for a while that the DAS system has been controversial and what Red Bull essentially wanted to get was clarification from the FIA as to whether the device was more steering or suspension. So it's legal if it was steering, but it was illegal if it was suspension. And the FIA essentially ruled that, yes, they think it is more connected to the steering than it is the suspension and therefore isn't a movable device other than for steering. And that has legalised the system for this year, but it has been ruled out for next year. Yeah, uh, I mean, I think it's still a little bit unclear as to what DAS is used for. Um, it seems to be that the Mercedes are using them are, are using the system on outlaps, probably to try and get a bit more temperature in the tires. Um, it's still not. I'd, I'm I'm struggling to understand a little bit. You know me, um, not exactly too technical. Um, I understand how it works and and what changes it makes to the front wheels, but I don't understand how that would warm up the tires. So if anyone can fill me in on that, that'd be great. It's it's hard to explain because the system, it sounds like it's been two years in development for Mercedes and they've been in constant contact with the FAA about it. So they haven't just sort of sprung it on everyone this year. It's kind of been building up to this point and a lot of engineering has gone into it by the sound of things. If they're only using it on the outlap or the inlap or whatever to help with whether it's tyre temperature or stability or what, whatever it could be, all these different things, maybe all of them, it sounds like a lot of work for something that you're like it just the outlap surely it must do more than that so we're kind of watching from the outside thinking it, there there must be something that they're not telling us or they want to keep secret on they're happy to talk about oh well, the fact that it moves up and down and this and that but yeah there must be something more to it yeah um when it first came out uh, during barcelona uh my initial uh, thought of it and talking to people at work that who, who I work with and stuff and uh, I think they're clever with it at the moment well this weekend we saw it being used by Bottas during um, well behind the, the safety car in the intent to get heat into the tyres because the, 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 the whole point of Julatsa steering is it, it changes the toe so the more toe out or the more toe in you have um, relative to static means you have more scrub so in essence, the wheel isn't going all you know, rotating in a straight line. It's it's rotating, in British terms, slightly on the piss. So that's that's adding scrub to the to the surface and putting heat into the tire when it's needed. So for think for things like Monaco, where we've seen Lewis do multiple outlaps before and then put in one stormer at the end, and everyone thought he's he's clearly ruined his tires by now. I think Mercedes have been very clever in the fact that because it just changes toe. 
it's then up to the drivers to to choose when they want to use it so you can well whichever direction of moving the wheel opens or closes the toe but if you have more toe out that will, that can influence your turning and get you know get get the car rotating if you don't quite have the front end grip like say for instance if you're trying to follow a car ahead on a aero dependent circuit you get better turning um, you can then straighten the wheels out to then get less scrub in a straight line, which will re which will reduce drag. Um, likewise, if you are trying to do the overcut and you're on a harder compound, you just can't get heat into them during the race rather than behind a safety car. You can work the wheel on certain corners or certain long corners to help put scrub on them again. So they've basically created the perfect weapon and just given free reign to both Valtteri and Lewis to say, hey, you know, you can now use these as you see fit as a driver. So there's a lot of engineering coming into the drivers themselves now and how they use that device. And I think that's incredible. Is it, yeah, because in Barcelona, they started, they showed it off down the straight as it was, as like you've mentioned, more of an anti-drag and better on the tyres. Because obviously, if the more toe you've got, in theory, like the more scrub and more heat and more wear on them. So if you straighten them out, you have less rolling resistance and therefore tyre wears less. But like you say, it's very interesting that they're now deploying it in a different manner and one that if, say, another team would use, would they use it in a different way because they'd get more benefits, which I think would be an interesting to see how Red Bull uses it. Do you think it. they could be adjusting it so it does basically the opposite at a high-speed circuit? So at Austria, they were concerned about tyre temperatures. So the way that the DAS system worked, it was pull and push to increase toe, but the effect was better tyre warm-up. But on a long circuit like Barcelona or Monza, it could be pull and push, bring the car wheels into a line so that they're straighter and it goes faster in a straight line. Could it be that they choose one of the two for each circuit and basically DAS has got two options to it? Well, to answer that question, yeah, we must be seen, but they, they, they haven't changed the the direction it is so the 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 impression that i got was that it's a front mounted steering column so the at the 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 mounting points are in front the the the, the drive line rather than behind it so by pushing it away it opens the wheels out and then by pulling it towards you it closes the wheels in now that same device if you don't change it at all and this is the this is the ingenuity that mercedes have done by my understanding so don't quote me on this but you can use that same system across any circuit it doesn't have to be set up for each circuit so it's the same action by by pulling it towards you it's close it's, it's causing more towing you know if if at monza you need less rolling resistance you just you know going on the straight and you have it all the way towards you and then at the end of the braking zone you can just push it away and you turn in and you know or behind a safety car or on a you know in between runs on on q3 you can have it all the way out going down the straight and help to put some scrub in so that they they, they in essence have a set a, a device that can be used on any circuit and it's just putting it down to the drivers to choose when they need it as opposed to having a different setup or a different version of the setup for each circuit. I think it's it's part of the rack as opposed to part of the aero or part of the suspension or something. And I think the racks are common across the circuits, with the exception of Mon uh, Monaco, because they probably have a quicker ratio racking. Do you that. think Red Bull will have one ready for next week in Austria? Well, it sounded like, in the interviews that Christian Horner gave, it almost sounded like they wanted to clarify... I mean, you never... I, don't, I feel like Christian Horner is, he tries to be all sneaky, but I mean, you can read him like a book. And it, I, I got the impression, and I think a lot of people 
um, in the paddock and a lot of journalists got the impression that he or Red Bull protested in order to, you know, like you said, Josh, seek clarification on whether it was legal so that they could go, well, ta-da, here we are, we've got it, rather than just hope that it was either found to be illegal or um, they could get started on implementing it. It ju- I just felt like maybe they did have something to go, but then did they? I don't think they did. No, I don't think they had something running for the first race. I mean, if, if this is something that Mercedes has been working on for two years, and when they came to Barcelona with it, everyone was just like, you know, like blown away. Like you, you've brought warp speed to a, a, a go-kart track kind of thing. It's it's completely out of the box. I honestly don't see, and also given, you know, lockdown period and stuff, I don't see how Red Bull were able to make their own and implement it between Australia and now, or between Barcelona testing and now. So maybe they have a version of it now that they've seen it, but I don't think they've had a you know a, a, an option to to um, implement it or have a version of it on the car yet. But that's just my 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 personal opinion. Well, I think that's enough of our recap and technical discussion. Thank you for listening to the Track Limits podcast. You can catch our episode discussing the first Grand Prix of 2020 in more detail on our channel. Please don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe to our podcast if you like what you just heard. Thanks again, and see you next time.